The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Hello and welcome to this episode of Climate Matters. I'm Lindsay Wood, the Director of Climate Strategy Company Resilience Limited and Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Well, today we are going into the latest uh, Climate Matters, number 108, which was issued on the 29th of December. So you'll be listening to this in the middle of January. And here's what we're going to cover. We're going to cover um, an interesting item from COP28, the father figure of climate economics acclaims recloaking Papatuanuku. We'll come to more about that. Then we're going to have a bit of an item on elderly Swiss women called Klima Signorinen versus Switzerland, a major court case. And I'm going to share with you a bizarre Christmas thought that I had, uh, which I'll explain more in uh, detail uh, when we get to the expansion of it. Uh, also, a bit on NASA's emit satellite and what it's finding out about methane emissions around the world. And then another little bit on uh, on car tires, if you're not tired of that already. Uh, plus, we'll have a hot tip for you. So anyway, on that note, let's get into Climate Matters number 108. Um, first of all, uh, I want to note that I said in 107 that we might have quite a lot more on COP28. I feel that by the end of um, – or felt by the end of the month in December – that was getting to be rather old news and had already been analysed by better people in more detail than I could in climate matters. So I've got a little bit, but not a lot. But I also wanted to extend a thanks to everybody who let climate matters into their inbox. This is the emailed version. There are about 5,000 received that. Um, not all of them choose to do it. I picked names off, for example, all elected MPs are on the list and councillors. So, and very few of them actually uh, unsubscribe. So, thank you whether you chose to subscribe or not. Thank you. And the same extends, of course, to listeners of Fresh FM, whether you're listening live or whether you stream it at a time that suits you. I'm always very uh, grateful and I feel it's a real privilege for people to let me into their homes or their earpieces or whatever, however it is that you listen to Climate Matters. So anyway, on that note, let's start with the first item, the father figure of climate economics acclaims recloaking Papatuanuku. And this was a Lord Nicholas Stern may not be a name that rings a bell with a lot of people. He is was a professor at the London School of Economics in 2006, I think it was, maybe, yes, yeah, 2006, he wrote or edited um, a volume known as The Economics of Climate Change, and it is really the, the Bible of climate change economics. He's, uh, he's renowned uh, uh, in that field. And anyway, um, Papatuan, Recloaking Papatuanuku is an initiative by the New Zealand organization Pure Advantage. They have done some wonderful things in the areas of regenerative agriculture and various other areas and forestry. And this is another example. And Lord Stern actually had a, a video clip released during COP28, which he, uh, in which he greatly praised the merits of recloaking Papatuanuku. 
And with the economics and climate credentials that he has, and I've said in, in Climate Matters 108, they're longer than an Auckland traffic jam, Lord Stern's COP28 weightier claim for Pure Advantages initiative, which is to reforest 8% of New Zealand with indigenous trees, and, and Nicholas Stern told the economic benefits along with the ecological and climate ones. Um, in fact, quoting from him, the New Zealand model, I think, would be a model for nations across the world. That is high praise for an initiative for dealing with an existential crisis. So well done, Pure Advantage. Um, he also, that of course echoes a little bit that not only has New Zealand uh, deforested 60% of its uh, forestation uh, since the arrival of humans, you know, getting on for a thousand years ago. But that also mirrors, mirrors global trends across the world over 10,000 years, really since the last ice age. Where, and since the, end, the development of agriculture, we have seen progressive deforestation. So well done, Pure Advantage. Um, well done, Lord Stern, for um, fronting up and saying that. And that was something of a relief since New Zealand and its go back to oil exploration policies had already been labeled fossil of the day in the COP28. So um, there will be links to the YouTube on the Fresh FM Climate Matters webpage. Here's a, a summary comment about COP28 from Prof. Kevin Anderson, who's at the University of Manchester, and he was talking about the infinite loop of the COP groundhog days. And what he was referring to was that every COP 20, every COP, um, and they happen every year, um, basically becomes a failure, hence the, the infinite loop. Um, I will give another quote from COP 28, and then we'll move on to other things. This one is from Greg Mutit, and he's at the International Institute for Sustainable Development, and he described a complete disconnect between what governments are planning and what is required to meet Paris goals. No surprises, sadly no surprises. We've almost come to expect that. And I've also put with that a little cartoon that is entitled Good Cop, Bad Cop. You understand where that's coming from. And on the one side, there is somebody who looks like they might be a delegate from a, an African state saying, you've got to come clean and stop using fossil fuels. And then there's a maybe someone who could be Northern European who says, yeah, but do so slowly and gently so as not to hurt their feelings, them being the uh, oil state feelings or the oil company feelings. So in the intro, I talked about Klima Signorinen versus Switzerland. Klima Signorinen means senior climate women, and they are from Switzerland. Um, and the, their story is quite remarkable, and I've subheaded that elderly women in it for the long haul. And back in 2016, so nearly eight years ago, the, the 2,400 strong group Klima Signorinen, it's actually a, an, an association of senior women championing climate action, they sued their government for their lack of climate action. In 2020, four years later, their high court finally rejected their claim. Actually, I'm not sure if they rejected it, but they came down against it. So the group then filed in the European Court for Human Rights, and that was ex accepted. It got impressive support across a whole 
range of people from international judiciary organizations to human rights organizations. And now at the start of 2024, they're awaiting a judgment uh, uh, from their case. Now, that's a long haul for people and a planet who don't have time on their sides. But it's worth unpicking the human rights dimension a little bit because one of the things that was needed to take it to the court of human rights was the fact that some group was being disadvantaged unfairly. And the point is that if everybody's being disadvantaged the same by climate impacts, then it's hardly a human rights case because the whole of humanity is in it. But in this case, the point was that elderly women are particularly badly affected by excess heat. Elderly people generally are, and women even more so. In fact, I'm quoting here from Ana Vicedo Cabrera, who's the lead of the climate and health team at the University of Bern in Switzerland. And she said, based on current evidence, older women are particularly vulnerable to heat. In fact, her team had calculated that the climate impact of heat more than doubled the 2022 heat-related deaths of elderly women. So that's a compelling statistics. Um, and we'll, you'll hang in there for the hot tip. You'll see what, where the hot tip relates to that. Okay, carrying on. I mentioned that I had a bizarre thought over Christmas. And here's what I thought. I was actually lying on the couch having a bit of a snooze as many of the family were playing the New Zealand edition of Monopoly. And I was enjoying just listening to them and a lot of laughter and a lot of sort of um, pretend combat between them. Um, and, and suddenly I heard one of them say, oh, can I buy the Picton Ferry? And I thought, wow, that's interesting, <laughs> given that the 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 current the new government has just um, canned the order for new ferries, and um, because of the cost of updating the upgrading the terminals and so on, I thought, oh, that's an interesting play. Um, and no sooner had I had that thought than another player then said, oh, are the Waitangi Treaty grounds still for sale? I thought, good heavens, the government's also wanting to to relitigate the uh, role of Treaty of Waitangi. And I suddenly had a picture lying there on the couch over on Christmas Day of Prime Minister Luxon and his cabinet seated around the cabinet table playing Monopoly and shaking the dice for different parts of New Zealand and its key uh, features. And of course, one of the things that then comes up is how much are the oil fields, which are meant to be coming back into the radar. And so my reaction to that was the monopoly reaction, which some of you will know, go to jail, go directly to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200 for thinking about reopening the oil fields. Okay, moving on from there. NASA's EMIT satellite gives interesting methane insights. A year into its operation, NASA reports that its EMIT satellite has exceeded expectations, particularly in the relatively fine-grained analysis of methane emissions, with much greater accuracy than predicted. We'll give a link to their NASA website. Um, and the, the Climate Matters um, hard copy includes images that show methane plumes up to about 10 kilometers long coming from a whole cluster of sites in Uzbekistan's oil and gas basin. That's in sort of southeastern, southwestern Asia. Um, 
and they that cluster alone released over 22,000 kilograms of methane per hour, 22,000 tons of methane per hour. And that equates to about 600 tons of carbon dioxide equivalent an hour. Um, I won't go into the maths of that here, but that is a lot. But if you do the maths a bit further, you find that the cow the stock in New Zealand, Kiwi cows, burp methane at about six times that rate. So even though the Uzbekistan oil and gas space and this cluster in it is is pretty serious, that gives you a sense of scale of our dairy industry. But let's be very clear, biogenic methane from cows is part of the short carbon cycle. That is the the plants absorbing carbon, animals ingesting it and then they're returning it up into eventually into carbon and the methane that's part of that process is a far less climate villain than methane from thawing tundra or from mining or from oil wells and so on all of which release greenhouse gases that would otherwise stay locked up out of harm's way for eons so the the difference is that the dairy cycle the short carbon cycle is not adding carbon dioxide to the atmosphere, what it is doing is recycling it, but it goes through a bigger hit loop as it turns into methane for a period. However, releasing methane that's been locked up in, say, frozen tundra and is now thawing or down in mines that are now being released due to mining um, is adding um, methane and ultimately carbon dioxide to the atmosphere, and that is a much more serious proposition. Okay, we're getting towards the end there. And for those not yet tired of tires, a very quick comment. Stacking the two billion tires made each year would reach the moon. The dust from them is on the land and in the air and in streams, including what's known as 6-PPD quinone, which is a compound that's been found to be acutely toxic to four of 11 tested fish species, including salmon. This is in North America. Um, there also, the comment is, of course, that we also are ingesting it. It's been found, for example, I think in, in human tissue and babies and so on. So we don't yet know its impacts. There'll be a link to Yale E360's newsletter there. And, uh, and so that's just another reason to drive less. One reader of Climate Matters got in touch with me and said, yeah, but doesn't that argue against electric vehicles because they weigh more than um, fossil fuel cars? That is correct, although the, the way the email to me was framed was a very black and white against EVs sort of email. Um, but the point is EVs do weigh quite a lot more than car than fossil fuel cars due to the weight of the batteries. Therefore, they put more wear on tires and therefore they actually contribute to this this problem even more. So that's another reason, even if we're driving an EV, to try and drive less. Okay, we're a bit over time. Time to finish. Here's a hotter tip for a cooler planet. Join Climate Matters in emailing support and thanks from the end of the world to Klima Signorinen. And so I gave the address to them. I won't 
I won't try and give it to you over the radio. But that was my way of saying, hey, here's an amazing group of elderly women hanging in there for years to try and up the ante on their government taking climate action. They're awaiting the judgment of a court case. Wouldn't be cool for them to get messages of support from the other side of the world. So I've sent mine off. Okay, so on that note, thank you very much for you joining me for this episode of Climate Matters. Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Fresh FM broadcasts in Blenheim on 88.9, to Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0, to the Nelson CBD on 107.2, and across the Nelson-Tasman region on 104.8. It's also streamed to the planet on freshfm.net and podcasts of Climate Matters and of other locally produced shows are available through freshfm.net and through the accessmedia.nz app. I look forward to your company again next week. And of course, as always, kia kaha for the climate. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM with support from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.